Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Smith, a podcast in which two friends sit in a high and dionic vibe. And talk about cars. With hangovers. Well, um, it, we probably need to explain a little bit about the timeline here. Um, because it is the morning after the world premiere of the new James Bond film, No Timmer to Die. Oh, you've got like a voiceover voice, because yeah. it's slightly sort of sleep-deprived, slightly drinky. Yeah, it's all of those. So it's it's Wednesday. You're listening to this at the earliest on a Monday, or a Sunday night if you're one of our patrons. And uh, so you will know, I hope, by now, if all's gone well, that... Uh, we have done, for the first time in ages, a Smith Sniff video. Yeah. And we did it of us on our way to the uh, premiere of the Bond film, which we were invited to, inexplicably. And um, Which we feel very fortunate to have been invited to. I know, to. it's pretty and, incredible, um, isn't it? Which was at the Royal Albert Hall yeah. in London, and was... Um, a pretty amazing, um, all told. Attended by royalty, um, Danny Craig, the, um, <laughs> and the other, and the other uh, actors. Yes, to do, um, and the other ones. Remy Malik was there. Yeah. I mean, not like we hung out with them. We saw them on stage. They came on, and it yeah. was exceptionally awkward because the director came on. Do you remember this bit? Yeah. The director came on, and he went, now, I'm going to invite the cast to come out. Don't clap them individually. Wait till they've all come out, and then clap. And of course, the first person came out, people started clapping, and he went, no, don't clap until they're all out. But I it know. just made it really awkward. It was like, uh, sort of like, you know, a summer holiday fun camp that you have, where you don't quite <laughs> know the teacher yet and you don't know whether they're going to get cross or not yeah it was, it was fundamentally it was it was it, it was good and it felt really special yes it felt ever so special we got to bump into a couple of people that we knew you know from like like jason barlow the journalist who wrote that fantastic book yeah on bond cars um chris uh, harris was there wasn't he yeah top gears chris monkey harris because uh, you said there. to me we were sitting we were sitting sort of at the side but down the front so good seats particularly because they pivoted so you could we could side saddle it side saddle to look at the screen more directly which yeah. was more comfortable but um you, i i wasn't side saddling and you went oh, Chris Harris is behind you, and I thought you were joking for some reason, so it was a bit weird when I turned around. And there you were. I don't know why... He like, was there, talking to Vernon Kay. Talking to Vernon Kay, because yeah. we forget that Chris Harris is showbiz now. He's on the telly and stuff. And I know, I do, I do sort of forget that. And we um, were sitting... This is terribly name-dropping, I apologise, but, you know, screw it. We, I don't do we, it very often. Well, no, we did get to do something really cool, which I still can't quite believe we got to do, but we were sitting behind... Uh, JK out of JK's Jamiroquai and um, his girlfriend, wife, I don't know. Um, and I was, I've met him. I haven't, and I really wanted to. But I've met him years ago, and I was in two minds. <laughs> do I do that? Hi, Jay, it's me, Richard. You won't remember me, but now I'm going to embark on this chat with you anyway. Or, or do I just <laughs> not say anything? Because it's too awkward to explain. So I didn't, and I sort of regretted it, because I remember I've met him a few times, because we had him as a guest on Top Gear, and then I met him at Le Mans once and hung out with him a little bit when he was drinking neat gin from a bottle. <laughs> I and, remember uh, you telling me. Yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit mad that, for various reasons. And I, I really wanted to meet him. Oh, sorry, I didn't realise. Well, only just because, um, like, his his earlier music had a quite a profound effect on me. They were they were very much the soundtrack of my, you know, formative years. You know the years you where you listen to music and it goes in the hard drive and it stays in? Yeah. So his first album, Emergency on Planet Earth, was, what, 92, 91? 
Uh, and I, yeah. I bought me and my mates bought that, and we played it to pieces, and still an absolute funk uh, acid jazz anthem. Mm. But but also the third album, which I think "Traveling Without Running," "Traveling Without Moving." Yeah. Um, that came out the year I passed my driving test. So once we got oh, the CD of that, it yeah, was like, yeah. oh yeah, this is it. Yeah, and I like those early days of driving yeah. car albums. You have car albums, don't you? And it's yeah. Just like, yeah. And I wanted to say all of that succinctly without being a dick face. And, yeah. and so that you go, oh cool, you know, I'm just saying, listen, this means a lot to me, but I don't want to like go on about it because mm. you're a busy man. And and as it turned out, during the course of the two hour 45 new Bond film, No Time to Pass Away, yeah. um, he went, I think he went to the toilet quite a significant amount of times. I noticed that um, JK's first trip to the loo was quite long and I was a bit concerned. <laughs> like it was 40 odd minutes. Yeah, he I did. Mi- he basically missed the second act of the movie, yeah. I think. Which So he'll be this morning, he might be saying to his wife or girlfriend, who the bloody hell was that guy? Because... Yeah. That sort of introduced new characters and things, and he'll be baffled. But, I think he uh, missed a really cool car chasey bit. Yeah. Um, which he would have been into. Yeah. Um, well, so I was going to say, I mean, uh, I presume by now, because it's Monday, people will have maybe seen the film or have read reviews of it or don't give a toss, and uh, neither of the above applies. But, I mean, uh, for my, for what it's worth, I enjoyed that film. I thought it started really well. Really well. The ending is big, but some of the middle is a bit mushy, as those Daniel Craig era Bond films sometimes have been. I think the plots are very bitty and and complex, but sometimes you think there was a plat- there was a sort of plateau in the middle. However, I didn't. I found it really good, and I found the the ending is strong, mm. powerful mm. and um, I, I did have a bit of a dewy eye yeah, they... and I didn't, I don't think I've ever done that to a Bond uh, no, I I wonder if perhaps uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service would come the closest because of how that ends, because his wife gets assassinated yeah, spoiler alert <laughs> the film came out in the 60s if you haven't seen it by now then you know do you know you joke what are I've, you doing? I've revealed what happened in some of a film that had been out for six months at the cinema and I yeah. got some people on social media shooting me dead really how dare you let the cat out of the bag it's been half a year you yeah. absolute trombone well uh, half Come a on. year's one thing because in, in the old way of things happening that would still be sort of before the DVD release, wouldn't it? Or before certainly before it had been on telly. Mm. I could see that. But yeah, if you were giving away some plot twist of, I don't know, um, the Italian job, it's <laughs> like, if you haven't seen it now, you're probably not Listen, going to. Listen, I'm going to give away the plot of Live and Let Die yeah. from 19, <laughs> 1973. My favourite Bond. Um, just, spoiler alert, there's some voodoo and yeah. also some sort of ghetto kind of uh, action drug drug dealings um, pimps sort of borderline pimping uh, yeah. and Jane Seymour absolutely Jane immaculate Seymour, Jane, yeah. somebody on social media because we you know we, we were harping on about um, no time to die uh, haven't really got time um, killing time before no time to die in our video yeah someone's put on social media a chap called Matt photo one no time for deceased spec <laughs> Which I thought was really good. So it's like, listen, um, my 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 parents have sadly passed away. They've got a really immaculate, um, they've got a really immaculate Audi TT in the garage. I'm looking to get sort of eighty quid for it. Um, Would is it? Would you fancy it? Listen, I'm I'm running a bit late for a meeting. Uh, I'm going to have to say no on that one, and then instantly regret it. Shit, practically have time for deceased spec. Practically given away a mint dead spec car. Um, just for some context, by the way, I should explain. We said it at the intro, um, which for once we did before we started talking instead of afterwards, as we usually do, uh, that we're sitting in a Hyundai Ionic 5. Uh, on my street in London, yeah. um, you stayed in a top luxury hotel last night. I went home, didn't get in till half three, and my, this morning I slept in the spare room, <laughs> woke up to a classic got in late from a posh do scene of my suit trousers all in a crumpled pile on the floor and thinking oh bugger I'm going to have to let those straighten themselves out but then my wife went oh, you could have slept in if you want and I was like well if I could have slept in then I could have stayed in the hotel with the other people on the junket yeah, which was a, it was a good I mean I only stayed in the bed for 
uh, less than four hours, but it was very, very nice. And I want to say a big thank you to um, to Land Rover for le letting us come to that. Mm. We, we, we don't look. We don't go to sort of very posh things like that. So no. I, I don't want to be a name dropping kind of like lardy da. But it was pretty amazing and. Uh, so we, but now Johnny is, you've come over to my house but unfortunately um, the cleaner is at my house making a noise so we've come and sat in a car outside I've, I've got this Ionic 5 borrowed for the, the week to try it out and now look, and the, the bin, bin lorry's lorry, coming the bin around lorry's so pulling up. <laughs> the authentic sound so if anyone was curious and I know lots of people always email and ask this what day is your bin day Richard well it's a Wednesday yeah so Tuesday night is bin night my wife put the bins out last night because I was eight Street uh, life, it's the only way we know. Anyway, Street um, life. Yeah, so uh, I was going to say about the, the cars of um, No Tim Atodi are interesting. <laughs> Everyone's probably seen the trailers and the Defenders um, arrive in oh, yeah. a, a big jump. They do. Which is really cool. And there's uh, Range Rover Sports. There's some it. good B side Bond vehicles, yeah. though, isn't there? Do you know why those Range Rover Sports are in it? No. It, it, there's a little backstory to this, which someone told me last night. I'm not sure whether they were supposed to, but basically the producer said, yes, please, we'd love to have the new Defender in the film. No money changed hands. They didn't pay for product placement, but they just came to a deal where Land Rover went. They need eight of them or whatever. Yeah, so they were, I think it was ten in the end. I've heard different things, but basically I think it was ten, and they were the first ten Defenders ever made in the new factory. They were pre-production cars. Is this Slovakia, the factory? Yeah. yeah. I said this in the video, I don't know. It might get edited out. I don't know. This is weird because the timeline's all screwed up. But um, they, the the very first pre-production cars made in the factory, rather than hand-built in the in the you know, sort of the prototype shop, were immediately sent to the Bond film. Here comes the bin lorry about to crash it into us. It's honestly about to gash us. Oh my us. god! It's coming so close. This is not comfortable at all. How does he live? How does he uh, breathe? Yeah, yeah, please don't Fold your mirror. Fold your mirror. He's right. He's got it. He's got it. They're good. They're good. These That's guys. what's that? A Dennis Eagle. Dennis Eagle. Hi, I'm Dennis Eagle. Um, yeah. So they, they, but it was so tight. They promised these cars, and then apparently they got the producers going. Where are our defenders? We're, we're shooting. We're shooting. We're actually filming now for this sequence. We need them for. Where are they? And they were, you know, desperately trying to get these cars ready. Yeah. In the end, because that whole sequence it's not a spoiler alert so that whole sequence takes place in Norway but the Defender bit and some of the other bits of action actually were filmed in Scotland Scotland yes that's but right but yeah. the initial part on Tarmac Roads was shot in Norway on that amazing bridge oh yeah, yeah where the, the, the chase starts and you leant over to me and went I've had a piss there yeah in exactly that spot yeah I was filming for Fifth Gear on that bridge the Atlantic Road uh, in near Christiansund in Norway and um, yeah, we were filming. The, I remember it vividly. The Citroen DS3 racing. Oh God! Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, I have filmed there twice before. Once with an Audi R8 V10 Roadster. But oh. but the DS3 racing, I remember because we had to pull over and re repo the cameras. And I had quite a large wee. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> the gust of wind might have forced the wee the wrong direction. But coupled with the fact that shortly after that this huge storm came in with no warning oh. and we were told to categorically get off the Atlantic Road get off it yeah like get off it it, it was so powerful that um, that you know like it was blowing it was able to blow cars over off the road so we had to just get out of there and finish the shoot a bit early jeez and then yeah but um, well if you go to see the new Bond film now and uh, the bit where a car chase starts with two Range Rover Sports in it just have in mind that you're looking at a location where Johnny's had a wee well it was a piss fister there was a hell it, of a it, was, I mean, it, it was a, beautiful and I didn't do it when there was lots of people around obviously because that's rule number one of piss vistas you don't do it where there's lots of people about um, but yeah I really good the Atlantic Road's just one of the best pieces of ribbons of tarmac in, in the world so I was well, really into that so the yeah the, the Land Rover came to a compromise with the producers of Bond because they went well we're shooting the start of this chase in Norway we'll do the rest of it in Scotland if we can get the defenders yeah but how do we start the chase if you can't get defenders to Norway and they went, well, what if we lent you some Range Rover Sports and you can... Sports! Sports, so the baddies can start in Range Rover Sports because you then get dispatched 
and it cut Landro with like three Range Rover Sports, and apparently you don't really see the drivers of the Range Sports. No, they're sort of nameless baddies, aren't they? Faceless baddies. So I'm wondering if they're what if they're all if they actually are shouting. They've got one window down. They've got a you know a bit of gold flat leg bracelet, and they're pointing and shouting and vaping. Fucking Spolts, get him! You get him! You and he's having a he's having a shoot him in the face. He's having a Bluetooth phone conference at the same time, (laughs) getting fully out of shape on a wet (laughs) on a wet field. <laughs> Trying to get rid of some puppies that he's got. Yeah, yeah. you. <laughs> Sadie's had puppies again. That bloody dog. She's always on eat. Um, take him. Take him. So yeah, that was basically it, they. The, in order to make the chase work to bridge between Norway and Scotland, which still pretending to be Norway. Yeah. In order to get defenders in the film, they sort of had to give some sacrificial Range Rover spokes to make it work. Oh really? And um, uh, that's yeah. That's this is the chasey bit. And there's the chasey bit involving the defenders with a big big leap, which you do see in. Um, in fact, we might use a clip of it in in our Smith and Sniff kind of. Premiere drive, but um, the car that Bond is in is we, we won't reveal because that's. Oh, a, I think it's in the trailers, though, isn't it? I think it's. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think I we're all right think to it say was. that. It's it's a it's a Toyota Land Cruiser Prado. Yeah. Um, which is called the or what do we call it here? The Colorado was sometimes called. Wasn't yeah, it? it was something like that. Yeah, but basically the, the junior Land Cruiser of the Ford, but still a five door one. So, so was it late nineties, early two thousands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is an, an unusual color and choice. Um, and there's a couple of other interesting kind of like 90s cars for in, in other... Yeah, well, chases. again, I don't think it's a spoiler to say because it's, it's definitely in the trailer. There's a bit with a, an old Maserati Quattroporte. Which I'm pretty sure my mate Walter helped to source. Those and the, the Lanciers. The Lancia Tethys. Yes. And there's... It's the... It's the sort of there's some other cars that are not really acknowledged, like the, the, that chase with the with the Maserati and really Bonds good. in his Aston DB5. But then just yeah. there's one shot where there's just a beautiful Ferrari 308, but only just parked there. There is just as some background in square, interest. In in go, but that's square. not an accident, is it? They picked that because it looks nice. They look really cool. Well, and they've booked days. it. Yeah, they've booked yeah. it and got someone to put it there. But I thought, let's, you know, rather than get a, a, a three hundred eight, the Pininfarina shape, it's like it's a bit more of a thinking man's Ferrari, isn't it? That one. So. Yeah. Good. Whoever whoever's doing the production design, whatever set dressing. I'll, I'll say it. Well done. I'll say it once. Say it again. Um, Aston, listen. Just make. Guys, just make under license. The sort of pastiche uh, resto mod DB5 with BMW underpinnings. Do people know that? I don't know if it's is it well known. It was written about. A, a it's while been written ago, about it, when the Bond film was supposed to come out in April 2020. Yeah. When, when we were supposed to go to that premiere and then we got denied it like everybody else, and then we were told that it probably wouldn't ever happen again. So sorry. <laughs> anyway, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, Aston built these stunt cars with the glass. I think the glass fiber bodied uh, DB5s. Um, over a BMW E36 M3. Was it was it 36 or 46? I can't remember. Um, uh, E46, sorry, E46 M3. So straight six engine BMW suspension drivetrain with a with with, with a composite um, DB5 body. Now I'm like, well, hang on a minute. Everyone that's driven that car says it's epic. Yeah, they it's let journalists like, have a go in it, didn't they? So yeah. Top Gear reviewed it, and I think Evo had a go in it. And yeah, it, and it, I'm. Sounded brilliant. I, I, and so it led me to think, well, in this world of people, a lot of people wanting to get the driving feels, but not necessarily the authentic, real deal mm. thing, why don't they just start making stuff like that under licence? Like, seriously. Brilliant. Great I, idea. I suppose, I suppose it's a hard sell, isn't it? Because you're kind of going, yes, well, our, our cars, you know, they've got that new Valerie and whatever coming, and you go, our oh, cars are the height of technical sophistication, but their most popular and, and highly rated model is... Based on a twenty-year-old BMW, it's well, like you, but the then, then it's but tricky. Then you, but as a business model, it might work. Then you bookend the range. You could have the, you know, the, the Valerie Halitosis at one end, and at the other end, you've got sort of a rebodied. M- you know what? It doesn't have to be an M car. They're in bed with Mercedes. Why don't they use an AMG pan? Uh, yeah, because they're not quite as amusing as M cars. I don't know. Well, they are, aren't they? I suppose yeah, an old, an, an old C63 under there would be C class engine and pan. Yeah, that actually would be a ripper. Yes. Come on, I'm guys. I'm sure if, if someone independently could do this, but I bet Aston Martin would get a bit legal on their asses. Well, Aston could just so. license it out and then, you know, coin it in, and then the rest of us who really want a car like that, imagine it. it they could even have their own drift series. 
everyone's got to look like Daniel Craig and pout, pout <laughs> constantly and have quite a lot of dust on their face, yeah. which isn't cocaine, yeah. it's just real dust. And, and always have a cut. He's always got a cut he's always, face, He's got he? a, quite a cut face. I, the percentage of those films he spends with a cut face are quite high. I, I mean, any incentive I've got to go to the gym, it would be I'll then wear desert boots a lot, mm. beige or sand khaki chinos, and fiddle with my cuffs a fair amount. Yeah, we, we noticed last night how much he does we were we were trying to walk like daniel craig and do a lot of cuff flicking and yeah general sort of and, and not getting it right at all <laughs> i was just gonna say we are we can't carry it off he's a good actor and we know this um and actually it would be very sad to see him go i mean bond will return as bond always does yeah, but uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. And actually, um, and, uh, and this sounds a bit name droppy, um, strokery, <laughs> but we went to the after party, the official 007 after party. I've actually got the wristband. You still got your wristband? On. No, well, that, hang on, that's the wristband for the after after party. Was there two? There was. Well, yeah, because we went to the one downstairs. God, this is tedious. I'm it sorry. Is bad, we, isn't we went it? to that one downstairs, oh. and then we went to the one that was in a different place altogether. Oh yeah, and in the different place altogether, Idris Elba was there with his wife. Yeah. Um, who who was who who has been rumoured to be the next Bond loads and loads of times. What, I know his wife. No, not his wife. Oh, okay. like that. And then Alan Carr was on the dance floor. Wasn't he? Yeah. Which is unexpected. It, I didn't it, I didn't see him anywhere until that party, and no, then suddenly there's Alan Carr. But that's right. I saw I saw Leia Sidhu from the film at that party, just walking through the the hallway, Did, and she just looked incredibly elegant and and. Sort of, you know, she's got a kind of people, famous yeah. people who radiate that kind of aura. They have aura, aura. yeah. She got famous vibes going on. Not to be confused with the new Chinese brand that's bringing over a car called the Cat, the Aura Cat. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rita Aura. I oh, don't know what her aura is like. I imagine it's pretty strong. She's a big star, isn't she? Do you know what? She's a fantastic singer, but um, I think grammatically she she needs work. Why? Yeah, she didn't even know what a nativity was a couple of Christmases ago. Oh, really? You genuinely didn't know. Thought someone was playing a trick on her. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Is she one of those people, is she like my dog, where you can't quite work out how clever she is? Like, sometimes you think she's really clever, and other yeah. times you go, oh my God, you're eating poo out of a gutter. <laughs> my dog, not Rita Ora. I've never seen Rita Ora doing that. I don't know, maybe she does, but... Oh, I hope not. Don't, don't but do sometimes, that. no. Rita always sometimes that. strikes me as quite smart because she's obviously quite a savvy business person, or maybe she I has good people. You know, she makes more money from not music than from music, apparently, from sort of you know endorsements and tie-ups and, and doesn't she have a cosmetics brand or something? Or is that I'm well, of Rihanna. Your Rih- Rihanna definitely does, but yeah. she, she's a sort of Brit Rihanna. Yeah, she is. But then she sort of I think has she cracked Bri- America. Bri- I feel Brianna? Like Brianna. Bri- Brianna yeah. is, the, is one of my kids friends <laughs> oh is it yeah. is that a female brian maybe yes <laughs> never thought about it but it is isn't it it's brianna 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 yeah. brianna brianna there's not many brianies about is there i was at school with a brianie i was at school with a brianie maybe and i just don't think i've ever seen one or heard of one since well, it's funny that isn't it and brianie won't remember me so i'm not going to say hi but i mean no i don't think. but the brianie i was at school with used to remind me of peppermint patty out of um peanuts I sort of mean that as a compliment. I thought she was quite cool. She was yeah. Cool. Do you know, um, yesterday, um, I, when I had to put my smart suit on ready for this bloody premiere, yeah. put it on at whatever it was, quarter to six, half past five in the morning, mm. um, and at various points in the day, if I caught myself in a reflection or in a mirror, I felt a bit like the dude that controls the snooker game. <laughs> well, you'd gone bow tie, which I admired that I you'd gone trad. old school. I did I go went, trad. I went necktie in the more contemporary style, but then just looked like an Addison Lee driver. What, or no, I, I put we put drummer from Green Day. Yeah, or if I take my jacket off and roll my sleeves up, just any kind of coach driver slash <laughs> scar band drummer, I suppose, with a thin black tie. One of my mates, cheeky twat, saw the picture we put on the socials and um, and just sent me a message while we were at the the frigging film going, are you going to a funeral later? Which I thought was a bit rude. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you looked smart. Thank you. Do you know what that's all about? I thought I looked reasonably smart. I bought a new suit for the occasion. Yeah. Everything because my old suit was getting a bit baggy, so I bought a new black suit. For You've lost weight. For. Well, I have lost weight. Yeah, and I put weight. it. Oh, you gave you Bluetoothed it to me. I reckon every, every, <laughs> every podcast we've done, you've just given me a little bit of side fat. 
Uh, I think that's what you've done. Yeah, I don't know. Mine's coming back now because I'm not going running because of my bad legs. So it'll I'll be I'll be all over the shop. And also, I mean, it will definitely come back if I keep sculling Negronis like I was doing last night. The other was some seriously potent drinks. I reckon I had a bit of, a dab of E10 in my Negroni. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to know if they do an E5 version or an E10, and you can make, as the consumer, you can make the choice, is it an E5 cocktail or an E10? It was quite, I mean, that's, last night had a wonderfully surreal quality for a number of reasons, because it's sort of, it's like an out-of-body experience, isn't it? So you're going, am I, am I, is this a dream? Yeah. I, yeah, I had this weird dream, I was sitting behind JK at the premiere of a bomb film. Do you know, that was the thing I was going to say about when the film started, people went, hey, and except JK, who sort of went, hey, Oh yeah, he did a little singy sort of way, yeah. and I was like, "That's brilliant." He, he has I think the vocal he had a bit of to embellish. I think he had a bit of a sort of muscle memory to an encore moment yeah. in concert because obviously he's used to to playing. He's stadiums. probably played there though, hasn't he? I bet he he's probably, played there. He probably before. has played there. So for him, it must be a very. Do you know if 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 anyone who knows J.K. is listening, or if I mean J.K. won't be listening almost certainly. What if I would he desperately is? like to interview him and. Well, uh, I want to know about think... his garden railway. He's got a garden railway. Yeah, I think he has. He's got a garden railway. Hey, but you know, we know people who know him. Yeah. So you could be put in touch. I would like to. I'm not one of those people, which is why I didn't say hello to him. But, yeah. But yeah. there are people. Um, but yeah, one of the one of the other surreal moments last night was I had a very long chat about the wonders of Negroni as, as a drink with the man who headed the development of the Land Rover Defender project, and it was a bit. It was. It was a bit dry. Like, it like was a the bit drink. weird. It was, no, it was just a bit odd. I was going, what am I doing? What I couldn't I hear this? most of the people. Um, I think I might need to get my ears looked at. Get them syringed. Yeah, I've, I've, um, I've, I've, I appear to have watched more earwax removal videos on YouTube than, than is, than is n- normal. Uh, I don't know why. I just became a little bit interested in it, and now it's just throwing. <laughs> are they not test. revolting? Yeah, they are. They are. They are. They're revoltingly point? fascinating. Okay, so I you just you. go, "Oh my gosh, was that all of that person's ear? How on earth did they hear anything?" What are we talking like, sort of, you know, snooker ball-sized wax lumps coming out of people's heads? Yeah, you know, you know, like a sort of a street dog poo that that the owner hasn't picked up, and you walk and past then, and go, "Look at the size of that! It's yes, gross." Yes. Imagine that in your ear. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, quite impressive. You know, like a, tr- um, a cigar that's been dropped out of someone's pocket, it's rained really heavily overnight, and then somebody stood on it. <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of like that. a relatable really. analogy. Yeah, um, yeah, that. That, okay. Mm. Well, I, I probably won't go. I mean, particularly feeling a bit queasy as I am, I won't go and watch earwax removal videos today, but I don't know what I'm going to do for the rest of the day because I'm feeling a bit useless, like I'm not going to get anything done. So that's pretty much the day. Go for enough, a walk, but... clear the air, reset the map. Yeah. Well, I've got. I've got to go and walk the dog, so that'll get some fresh air. That's yeah. good. Yes, I there you should go. Do you that. see, and then yeah. you can just remap yourself as you go. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I, uh, I, I, if you were going to pick a Bond car that from that film that mm. that, that piqued your interest mm. the most, mm. what would it be? How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, I still well, it could be a motorbike, I suppose. Yeah, motorbike, it's motorbike, two motorbike. Two motorbike. There's a bit there's... in Q's. I can't work out whether you call it an office or a laboratory because he seems it seems to be both. But there's a bit. Lab, the yeah. Ben Wishaw, Q character of, of the recent movies, is in it again, and um, he's very good. He is really good. But there's a bit where there's just two motorbikes in the back of shot, and I was like, "What's going to happen here?" And then nothing. They were just in the back of no. shot. It's okay. What? No. I mean, I mean, Bond sold me a dummy there. Yeah, Bond does ride a motorbike again. He yeah. often he often rides a motorbike, and he never wears a helmet. Well, he's jolly good at it, isn't he? As he shows in this film, he's very good at it, and yeah, he does some quite high energy shit with it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> risky. That's what it said in the script, is it? Just high energy shit. Risky, here. high energy. Do you know the thing I noticed is some of the incidental music mm. was old Bond music. Yes. Um, um, the, uh, not the world is not enough. What was it? We have all the time in the world. Yeah. But there was also another old Bond song that had been sort of re. Yes. Was re- it rehashed? Um, which was uh, good. What was it? Was it You Only Live Twice? Was that in there? It might have been. I know what you mean. There were little. I think there were little. Yeah, there were little references, and that's the thing because there's references in the cars. If you asking which car really piqued my interest, it would be the old '80s Aston V8. Of course. From the Living Daylights. Yeah. Which makes a reappearance again. Not a spoiler alert. That's been in loads of press picks. I love the fact you keep saying not a spoiler alert. Well, because I'm really neurotic about accidentally spoiling the film for people, and and it's because it's a tricky one because there are so many bits you don't want to give away because and and that's why I saw the cast being interviewed on Graham Norton the other week. Yeah. And it was a fairly bad interview for the reason that none of the cast were able so he kept Graham Norton kept going and your character is this tell me why is that and they go oh I can't really say and having seen the film now I understand why that you don't want to give away too much because it it spoils the reveals in the movie it's the the most it's it's probably the most emo Bond yet. Skyfall, a.k.a. Scuffle. Yeah, or um, Skiffle, I thought or, we Sorry, a.k.a. Skiffle. That was another surreal moment last night. We were standing outside the Royal Albert Hall in London, magnificent building that it is, talking about Skiffle music with Jason Barlow. Well, it's because if Skyfall had been called, been called, it's like, James, you've got to go back to where you were first born and yeah. learnt that music that's a sort of precursor to rock and roll. Yeah, it's and very also fusion busy. Of folk. You have to go back in time and meet up with Lonnie Donegan. Remember to take a washboard <laughs> and one of those shoebox guitars with very baggy strings on it that don't really make a very good noise. Because that's it is skiffle. But we we kept spent the whole evening going skiffle, and then we <laughs> collared Jason because he knows an awful lot about music to to confirm our suspicion that basically when rock and roll arrived from America, it just drove skiffle out of business. Oh, it did because rock and roll was better. It was like blockbuster video versus um, a downloadable net- like Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. It just came in and just bulldozed. Yeah, it. it's true. Skiffle music was the blockbuster video. It had it's time but it's not coming back <laughs> maybe that's what Skiffle's all about he has to go back and and resurrect it otherwise it will be extinct and nobody will remember well, or maybe care. he's not going back in time maybe Skiffle is just the story of James Bond's quest to bring back Skiffle music in the modern age mm. to rampant disinterest from everybody else <laughs> but it means that he's allowing terrorists and, and baddies to run rampant across the world because he's too busy going no honestly if you if you listen to the way they're playing drums on an old packing case it's actually very good <laughs> why don't you get proper drums like they do in rock and roll yeah what about a proper drum kit yeah what no what about an electric guitar no 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 you're missing the point that wouldn't be yeah, skiffle no exactly that's what I, I know would that the early the, I know the Beatles were a semi skiffle band well but... this is what Jason was saying wasn't it the, the quarry men weren't they and they were they were skiffly yeah but again then they went oh, so wait. then so McCartney could have appeared or Ringo he could have appeared as a cameo role in skiffle 
Yeah. And those Paul McCartney know, just going, oh, this takes me back. And then... Yeah. And everyone will think, oh, he's going to do something about live and let die theme tune. And but he not. won't. He's just going to go, no. oh, look, if I play this this banjo. Did they play yeah. banjos and skiffle? I feel like they did, didn't they? Probably. Oh, and what are those tambourines that don't have any jangly things around the edge? Um, oh. the, the Irish... Um, so like a... Yeah, yeah. It's called a, a, a cormorant. A, a, <laughs> <laughs> yes. You mean the ones where sometimes they're really big and they have a, a, a single thing that yes. they sort of twizzle between their fingers and it's, yes. inc- it's, it's incredibly it skilled. Looks, it looks like the thing that you, you, you roll a nice dollop of honey out of a yes. jar with. I think it is one of those. It's, uh, I think in, you a, can, in a hotel. You go, where's my, where's my little drumstick? Oh, shit, I'm so sorry. I used it to scoop out some runny honey yeah, last night. It it's a, in the dishwasher. It's got what? an absolute wad of ma- manuka honey all <laughs> yeah, over it. It's, it's, got, it's really made t- my big drum thing all my, sticky. My drum's all tacky and I'm surrounded <laughs> by wasps. <laughs> um, I forgot to say, it was my son's 10th birthday last week. Yeah. And um, I had to make him a cake in a real rush. Oh, usual. yes. Um, he's still this. obsessed with Back to the Future. So yeah, this yeah. is now two years, uh, at least two years, that he's been quite fanatical about it. Mm. And um, made him a DeLorean cake in a rush. Realised that the previous year made him a bloody hardball cake. So mm. I forgot about that. But anyway, we were out for a walk because we went, we went glamping, which was a year overdue because it got cancelled last year. Yeah. And we were in the, so I said to you, we were in the middle of nowhere with nobody else around on a quiet walk with my mother-in-law with my sister-in-law and the kids and all that and um, <laughs> two people coming the other way and all that and a um, couple coming the other way looked like they were you know seasoned walkers and as they got quite close to me sort of beaming smiling I thought oh they're really happy and it was a lovely day mm. it was a really nice sort of evening and they both went um, we, just, we, we knew it was you we just heard we recognised your voice we love the podcast, and then just walk, walk, and it was very lovely, and then walked off. It's like, wow. I mean, my, and my son, who was on my back at the time, getting a <laughs> piggyback, he leant into my ear. He went, "That was a bit freaky, wasn't it?" <laughs> and it, it was, it was good freaky. And and I don't know your names, but thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, and presumably, you'll be listening to this, which makes it even oh yeah. Um, well, Skiffle. and then last night, you. We, you got collared by a, a person who listens to the podcast. Yeah. And I thought it was someone you knew, so I didn't bother to come over. But they no. sort of nodded at me, and it turns out from social media that they um, they, they were just listeners, which you knew because you talked to the guy. Yeah, um, yeah, and I don't know your name either, but thank you. Well, I do because uh, they, they then wrote on um, Twitter, and now I can't find it. Social media. Because of been loads of messages because we put a picture of us looking like a pair of plums in our suits and uh, I think the guy's name was Neil but I can't find sorry Neil and sorry if you're not called Neil but anyway what thanks for saying it's just, hi he's just, just plucking clutching at straws um, I definitely saw it on anyway never mind this is fine anyway thank you for whoever that was for on that side of thank you uh, um, oh um in in our hands, we're drinking coffee and and mo- in the morning, and we're both drinking out of that. That's the sound of good quality uh, recycled merchandise, um, coffee cups, etc., which are available on the. We have a Smith and Sniff eShop. Um, are we just plugging things. Uh, yeah, I found this guy, the, the, the chap who um, who who said hello to you last night. He was called Neil Hamilton. Not oh, well, Neil, thank you for saying hi. I really appreciate it. He said, just had a total fanboy moment with uh, with Car Pervert, which is your Twitter handle. Told him I love Late Break Show, then gave Smith Petrol a nod like he should know who on earth I am. That's how you deal with these celebrities. Yes, thank you, Neil. For I mean, there were, so I think we were walking down that corridor and there was, Niall Rogers was just standing there. Oh, Niall Rogers was standing there. Being, yeah, yeah, he Being was. talked at by a slightly over-enthusiastic was, woman. Did you hear her? She was, she was gushing a little too much and he was being very gracious and very cool, but I was thinking, I just wanted to tap her on the shoulder and go, just take it down a notch. I wanted to um, just whisper in his ear, like the legend of the phoenix, all ends with beginnings. Now there's a man who couldn't skiffle well actually I bet he could because he's obviously a of very proficient guitarist but what I mean is you know his signature sound would sound <laughs> shit on a ukulele I think or maybe yeah. it wouldn't 
the rhythm is kind of actually a bit skiffly, isn't it? I ding, think ding, maybe ding, he ding. was influenced by skiffle. Shoot, we should have asked him. Yeah, but he but he said, yeah. The thing is, I prefer Quantum of Solace, so I tend to <laughs> tend, tend to keep it on the down low. Quantity of porridge. <laughs> no, it's a, a quantity of wallets. Oh yes, quantity and it's usually a statement from local police. Yeah, um, a pickpocket <laughs> has been house has been raided on the North Road. We found a quantity of wallets. <laughs> a quantity of is a very police thing to it's say. It's a very isn't it? very. They just, they just go. We found some drugs. They always go. Uh, a quantity of drugs. Drugs was. But it's still discovered. non-committal, isn't it? Yeah. Very non-committal. Well, it's that old Alexi Sale line as well about how the police always pay too much for their drugs because they'll go, uh, police uh, found um, two Flip. pounds of marijuana with a street value of four billion pounds. And you go, what? When, uh, what? How much are they paying for their drugs? They're, um, over, they're overpaying for the, I think, uh, for yeah, the uppers. But that is that is a Alexi Sale joke. I, I can't claim credit for that one. <laughs> he did it years ago. It's still true, though. Um, that was... What's going on now? Sorry, I can no, hear people Rogers. talking. No, Rogers sold a load of cars fairly recently, didn't he? He, he did, yeah. He auctioned a load of cars. Um, well, so did auctions. So did JK, didn't he? JK had a clear out. I think he's not having, the type that made having, him miss the middle bit of the film. He's having a bit of a car. <laughs> he's having a bit of a car crop rotation. I believe he does this. Yeah. He has a bit of a cyclical um, relationship with his cars. And well, he I, doesn't keep them all. I thought he binned off all of his cars. Basically, like he'd done that thing, we just go screw it. I'm just going to get myself down to one car, and it'll be like I don't know, an all rounder, a Golf GTI or something. No, because he. But no, no, because someone who knows him last night told me that he's still got shed loads of cars. At least sixty. Yes, I was surprised yeah. it was that many. But including, he's... he's got sort of like some things where he's got two, two of the same car. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. So it's someone wheeling a wheelie bin. Yeah, past, it's, it? it's authentic sounds. He hasn't done down. a Chris Evans, and I think hasn't Chris Evans done a whole like, yeah, I'm not really into cars anymore. I'm going to sort of sell lots has he, of them. Has he well, gone off cars since he did Top Gear? I think he, he was there last night. You didn't see him, did I you? Did, but I he was dressed him. like an absolute bassoon. It was <laughs> what? He was wearing like a frigging fleece with a big scarf and then a cap, and he fleece? just he looked like he'd run into a charity shop and put on the first things he could find. He, he was an did he look like Saturday state. morning parent rugby kind of? Yes. Spectating. No time for a shower. It's a bit cold it's, out. It has Quick. to be warm. Get Grab out of the things. house. Yeah. Oh God. I'm Mutley, do something. <laughs> That's always what I say. <laughs> Mutley, do something. <laughs> it's like right, okay, fleece, yes, half decent trainers or boots, yeah, yeah. done, and maybe pop borderline elasticated waistband trousers. Yeah, I'm well, wearing some I'm, today. So am I. Yeah, I've gone both... full, and look, I've got elasticated cuff on the oh, on the ankle. Look, they're, they're a bit, they're a bit, you know, they're not full Ooh. flood trousers, but they're getting close. You need an A45 AMG. I, I feel. might have to um, just yeah go tromboning around the local area <laughs> in some kind of DSG type. <laughs> Car <laughs> with my cuff trouser, um, vaping. But they are these are good. These are good, good hangover trousers. Um, hangover trousers. Hangover trousers. Uh, uh, it's weird. We we I've not experienced fuel shortage um, as such because I drove down here in a, an electric car, mm. um, and we're sat in an electric car, mm. and um, at home I've got on another electric car, so. I know that makes it sound like I've just bought all the electric cars. What happened? I've got <laughs> one on test. Them. I've been reviewing one of them, which mm. is what I'm driving. One went back, and I've got a long-termer, and they're all yeah. EV. So I haven't experienced the whole sort of like a terror of fuel shortage. But I do think there's there's a lot of people who sort of not quite getting the message of like, when, when, when it's not a shortage of the petrol, it's a shortage of the delivery of the petrol, yeah. isn't it? A, a petrol station employee told... Uh, a friend of ours that this has been exacerbated because this was at Tesco petrol station they used to get a delivery every three days and they'd move to every four days so the tanks run drier and then they, they'd run out and, they're, they're and then people have overbought yeah so I know it's bad isn't it because it's, it's easy to go stop hoarding you to us but there are people who are genuinely you know running around with the light on desperately trying to get petrol because they need to get to work and stuff so it's yeah. a bit awkward I don't know where it'll be by the time this podcast comes out Hopefully running around with settled, the light on that's down. almost a, a, a ballad isn't it someone's quite an emotional running around with the light on it's it's that it's it's in the same kind of um, melody as the uh, I don't care how you get here. Oh, I see you're get going slower. Here if you care. I was going for sort of mid-tempo Michael Bolton. 
And there's a you, huge key change just before the end. You can knock dun, it dun, 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 Running round with it. Oh, it's gone up quite a lot, hasn't it? Like that frigging Steel Bars song that I, you introduced me to. And is now, just every song just pops into my head and I have to listen to it. Steel flies, yeah. Because I, I, there's, it does, it has a sort of incredible key change. It does. Yeah, it does. He's I mean, really up there. No one does a big key change like Michael Bolton. He is on cam. Bolton is absolutely on cam. Oh, yeah, he's, cam. He, he's, he's full VTech, isn't he? he yeah. Just, he switches over yeah. to a more aggressive profile of Loeb <laughs> for the for the climax of the song in Fair Play 2. Sebastian Loeb does earwax removal. Sebastian Cam Loeb's... <laughs> Yeah. Multiple world Sebastian rally champions earlobe. scrapes out detritus <laughs> from ears. <laughs> but he's a very well, quiet. He's not so busy now, is he? So well, maybe he's a quiet guy. I told yeah. you I bumped into him once at, um, just before a a big uh, rallycross event where he was a wild card driver. Mm. And while there was some practice going on, we were up on a gantry about to do a piece to camera. Mm. And he, I realised, he was basically next to me, but just, because he's quite a short, slight guy, yeah. it didn't, he sort of blended in with the crowd. Mm. Um, and I, I know I've said this before to somebody, he reminded me a little bit of a bloke that I used to go to my college that um, chain-smoked and drove a very ropey Lancia Delta HF Turbo. Oh. When, when it was clear that he couldn't really afford to run it, you know, just definitely <laughs> wanted it. Yes. He's one of them. You know, you remember those people. I like those people. They had a car that was I, cool, yeah. but it was on its last legs. I love people. They're sort of having to compromise other parts of their lives to Absolutely. desperately keep this car going. He was, yeah. he was one of them, but he did look like Sebastian Loeb. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, we turned around and sort of went, oh, can we, have a, can we just have a quick chat with Sebastian? He was like, mm. yes. And so I had a little chat with him, but very, very quiet, quite a tough crowd as an interviewer, yeah, as imagine. an interviewee. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Loeb, maybe that's what you should do, earwax removal uh, with Loeb. And uh, he would do it extremely, he'd work out the racing line of the ear canal, because everyone's ear canal is slightly different. I is it? Know this. Yeah, slightly different shapes. Okay, yeah. Just different I, tools. I, I, I was told by a doctor that I've got quite narrow yeah. tubes. yeah. So Loeb go bad on planes. Yeah, so Loeb would definitely it would be. I'm going in on the left. No cut. No cut. Um, <laughs> ninety. No, not would there be a ninety? There, there might be. Won't be a ninety. It might no, be a thirty. Left into no brain. Cut. No cut. Yeah, no cut. <laughs> over crest. Over crest. Oh, it's over ear pubes. Over ear, oh God, yeah. Of course, yeah. ear pubes. Are. Um, navigate. Warning. God. Ear pubes. No cut. Now, talking of interviewees, um, someone else was telling me last night that they've interviewed Daniel Craig, and he can be uh, quite a challenging interviewee, but that one time they were interviewing him, he suddenly pulled out a bottle of whiskey and went, would you like a whiskey? Really? <laughs> yeah, things got a bit more lively after that. But, yeah. So, wait, hang on, he, as an actor, yeah. uh, as a character in Bond, he's quite drinky. Yeah. Um, he's very drinky. That film very, last night is quite... Boozy, it isn't was, he? It was boozy, but also very neat, like undiluted booze. Yeah, oh yeah, it's proper booze. hardcore, isn't it? And he, he, um, he, you pointed out to me, you, you lent in and whispered to me that there's a bit where he goes and flies a plane after he's had about eight fingers of scotch. <laughs> oh, yeah, go, yeah. Is this wise? Yeah, I mean, drink, drink skipper, not skippering, drink captaining, I don't piloting. know. What, piloting, piloting, that's the word. Driving, plane driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, um, I think it's unwise, but then we're dealing with Bond here, who definitely, and again, this is not a spoiler. Never lets a vehicle warm up. No. I mean, I know there's always a state of emergency with Bond. So it's not like he can let the bastard thing idle for a few minutes because there's people throwing grenades at him. Well, but it's yes. I mean, it, I suppose that's he's he's got uh, matters of potentially global security on his mind rather yeah. than oil pressure. Uh, yeah, the the cylinder bores. Bore scoring. Bore scoring. Do you know what that would be? Maybe that is another Bond uh, sort of title that we haven't thought of. Or maybe that's the James name Bond of a bad. That's the baddie's name. Borscore. Borscoring. Oh no, uh, it's 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 um <laughs> it's Dimitri Borscoring. Borscoring. Um, we meet again, Mister Borscoring. Yes, I've noticed you. Please Jeff. call me Dimitri. I noticed you smoking quite a lot on startup. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think I'm going to need to be skimmed <laughs> and re-sleeved. 
Need new liners. Head head gasket has gone. If you were to look under my cap, you'd see a lot of mayonnaise-like substance. This is not safe. There will be consequences to this mayonnaise, and I will add a oil viscosity reducer. Which will improve. <laughs> <laughs> you just get on with it. Drinking, drinking two two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's out. It's the bit with his bloody not a real Aston Martin, Aston Martin DB5. And, you know, basically just gets in it and ruins it. Ruin, I know. Just, just ruins it. But I guess. You know what it's like. You've got a bit of mechanical sympathy. I'm like, oh, no, for crying in a bucket, don't leather it straight away. I know, particularly an old car like that. Unless he's phoned down and the go, concierge you, yeah, from the hotel. An hour and earlier. Gone, yeah, could and you God, start my car up? Could you just, just start up and let it idle? Because I think there's going to be some sort of mad chase that yeah, goes on. And I, I want I want it on, on song. Experience tells me I'm probably about to get clobbered by some henchmen. So uh, could you get my car warmed up for yeah, me, please? Yeah, That's uh, That'd be great. Cheers, but then I yeah, like people like that. He's also not respectful of other people's cars, though, is he? Because he got that motorbike in the in you know, Timotodi, and it's like it, it. I mean, obviously, that was warmed up already because because someone, someone was on riding it. it, but yeah, but it's when he gets off it, he just drops it on the he ground, does. he doesn't put the stand down, and he just no. goes, Come on, that's not yours. No, but I mean, with respect, it's like I wouldn't if, if I lived next door to James Bond, I'd be very skeptical about, say, lending him some hedge trimmers. Well, you could probably uh, use them to cut somebody's head off or something, and then give them back to you without rinsing them. And you just be like, oh, I just put again. steering wheel locks on everything in case he comes up to me and punches me. Yeah, in case I need your car. I'm no, Mrs. I'm sorry, Mister Smith. I am taking your car. No, you're not. because no. I've got three locks on it, and I don't know where all the keys are right now. No. And, there's, and there's urgency in your voice. So go and take Matey's Skoda Fabia instead. Yeah, just down the road. Why don't you bother the Wilsons at number seventeen yeah. for a change, James? Yeah. This is getting ridiculous. Or rent a car. Just yeah, go well, down to those, Europe car. He and hasn't get downloaded something. the app, so he can't get a zip yeah. car. Oh, he's, that's it. Yeah, this, he's well, running down the road, going, "Where's that bloody white polo with the stickers on?" Fuck's sake! This is. Did you hear that car? There's people come around this corner, and they often people slip the clutch, and you just for some reason it always annoys me. A bit of smearing going on. Yeah, which, I mean, imagine James Bond. He's probably got quite good clutch control. I think Bond's got quite good, but and he doesn't. Does he drive in quite sort of fussy clutch shoes? I mean, he actually he drives in a lot of dress shoes. Yeah, which and is as hard, we know from it? last night, wearing dress shoes, not a lot of grip. How? I mean, the number of times I almost fell over yesterday. Yeah, because of wearing dress shoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I know that's uh, that used to be. Uh, used it's a bit to... like those track day only tires. They work when it's dry yeah, on a track. Yeah. They're meant for optimum conditions, which are yeah. fuck knows what. Because you can't. That's the thing. It's, I was going to say it's on carpet, but it's not because it, they're, they're slippery as buggers on carpet. It's on flagstones. Yeah. Slightly mildewy flagstones. They I was really, all over the shop. They are sort of, you know, they're they're trophy. Yeah, I, I need an ABS or, or ankle bracing system <laughs> in case I got <laughs> in case I got a little bit of a shimmy over, on, yeah. on, the, on clay. Yeah. Oh, he's lost it. He's lost. Oh. Oh no, he's brought it back. He's brought it back. It Hang was, on. What did I really nearly go over? It's I a newly born deer oh, with I, splayed legs. Metal, a metal, um, you know, manhole cover. Oh, manhole covers are Almost brutal. sent me going on my arse. Bastards. Bloody thing. Yeah, yeah, Stupid yeah. dress shoes. Glad I'm not going to be wearing them again probably for ages. Cause Another two years. Just, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Mine, I thought mine had gone grey because they were so dusty and it was just it's give them a good buffing. What's but, the next um, Bond film going to be called? Because there's a lot of reference to death, as always. Yeah, there's usually... I mean, um, kill, die, always solid words for Bond titles. Because you've got, like, what, yeah, to Kill, yeah. uh, License to Kill. Um, yeah. The other ones. And Hang then, on, what about if your license to kill has expired? And because the DVLA is having a bit of a meltdown during oh, COVID... Oh, God, it's going to take ages. They've got to sign it off again and go, listen, um, I've really got to know whether I can kill people. Can you just... Let me know. <laughs> Hang on, but you're you're suggesting that the DVLA also handles license to kill, like as they, they, they do. They, <laughs> they do. Yes, we do. Now, um, I'm afraid we are having a bit of trouble processing coach driver licenses and also the uh, permission slips for trained assassins of the state. So do please be patient. Uh, also, maybe you just you get a little bit of paper that says you, you, you temporary, like a provisional license to yeah. kill. Yeah, 
while you're still learning how to kill people. You can sawn your mother-in-law while you're there as well. You can just say, can I just, can I take that one off the road? Because it's just bothering me. <laughs> just, and it's just very unsafe. Just make sure she's on private land and then I won't have to yeah, worry about there her. There we go. Don't tell her, yeah. but just put her on sawn. Get pulled well, over. no, but then she goes out in public, she'll get picked up by an AMPR camera. She she will. Yes, that's exactly what happened. I saw you in Wilco's. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid I've been sent a letter in the post that's got pictures of you coming out of B and M home bargains. So I'm afraid. Oh, um, B and you know, you, it's funny you should bring up B and M. I was. It always looks like a sort of seventies American oil additive company. It's a very exciting yes. brand. Very yes. exciting looking logo. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if listeners are familiar with B and M. I don't think I've ever been in one. I've never been in one, but it always looks inviting because it yeah. says something like "all the best brands here now." Or I can't remember. I just feel like if you go in, you'd come out, you'd have spent ten pounds for like a thousand tubes of toothpaste or something, and then you'd go, "Shit, where am I going to put?" All where these are you going to put it all? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's one of them. So B, but also B and M make um, make gear shift American company that make gear shifters. Oh, like like really high performance kind of ratchet shifters for all, for muscle cars and stuff. Oh really? So, yeah. So I wonder B and M whether B and M is actually that guy. I think is just reversed into. Yeah, that was that was pretty. You did a bit. Of did he do Parisian aggressive parking. reverse into? I don't know. There's the something Peugeot hanging down. There's a Peugeot 206 just pulled out of space opposite us, and there was so the end part of the under tray was hanging down as well, and it was on like generic aftermarket wheel trims. Oh, I hate them. Oh, I hate those. But you can always tell if it knocks into another part car because it does that lurch on the handbrake. Where it rises, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the rear suspension <laughs> rises up, you know? Like a dog when it's just finishing a poo. It does a little yeah. rise. Yeah. Yeah, I don't watch dogs doing that. What, is this something else you, you enjoy on YouTube after you've done your earwax videos? That you... Yeah, this is my new thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you well, can get me by aeroplane. Oh I, I think maybe we should wrap this up because I need a wee. Do you? Yeah, I do because I had that big coffee when we started. Oh, yeah. And also, I yeah. think I need to go and eat something else that's got lots of salt in it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say salt. I only had some Weetabix, which is frankly not even touched the sides. Oh, do you know, I realised when we, when, we, when we got to the red carpet event, I mm. realised I had left um, a used with still some in a good amount in um, mm. bottle of brew in the in the glove box of that defender oh no yeah, it's gone well because we had to get a, get our skates on for we the did. premiere last night and we were almost late because we were told on pain of death the doors were closing at whatever time it was yeah six, six, and we were trying to film as much as possible in London congestion yeah the traffic uh, started to close in a little bit but um, yeah oh, that's a that's a nightmare Oh, it's not because you can just go and buy another bottle for four quid. But, <laughs> I was but say it just feels so wasteful. Somebody got a nice treat, though. Whoever has gone and picked up that defender, which I hope they have done. Oh, seriously, there. he would have op- he, he would have opened the glove box, seen that there's um, you know a reason, maybe a centimetre of brew in the bottle bottle, and gone. If I put this on, I'm going to get some tail tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I read. Why did you not put some on then? Or oh, you were going to, but then you left it in the car. I was going to, and I totally forgot, and it was annoying. I'm a, I'm a bit annoyed about it. A principle, not monetary. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, I mean, it's just wrong, isn't it? You're not to tell the kids, oh, I went to the premiere of a James Bond film once, but do you know also, Daddy smelt brilliant when he did it. So Yeah, he did. Um I really am going to have to wrap this up because I am desperate for a whaz and now. That. Do you want me to do the... Uh, Go on, you, um, you've got three things to tell us. Do that. Uh, have I? Well, I, I thought that's what you wanted me to, to, uh, to no, do. No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I'm going no. to wrap it up because I can't concentrate. Uh, all right, well, I've got three things to tell you. First uh, of all, Johnny's got a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Late Break Show and it's got lots of excellent things on it, including uh, the, the Espada barn find, which is a developing story still, oh, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It will, yeah. And there'll be some, some Defender-related material very, very soon. Yes. Uh, the second thing I've got to tell you is in case you hadn't noticed we've got a Smith and Sniff video out of us going to the James Bond premiere that we might have mentioned in this podcast you probably missed it <laughs> uh, and um, uh, we go around uh, driving around London playing Bond car bingo before we get to the go to the film so uh, please go and watch that share it amongst your share friends. it tell your friends tell people you like tell people you don't like and um, yeah that's so it's a bit of a one-off but hopefully we'll do a few more videos in, in coming weeks months whatever uh, and the third thing I have to tell you is that the choreography in Kylie Minogue's can't get out of my head video was uh, done by Mickey Rooney's son. Really? Yeah. That's bloody brilliant. That's an iconic video. Yeah, it's an iconic song. Yeah, it's really good. It's all good. Um, that was peak Kylie, I peak think. Peak Kylie, yeah. 
bless yeah. her. Um, she's never done a Bond song, has she? But it feels no, like she, she hasn't done. done a Bond song. It feels like she should somehow. Yeah, could have been called. But maybe, Bond. maybe they just went no to disco. Not into that. Maybe Bond we, want, we want emotion. So we'll get old Billy eyelashes on, and she'll do it. Yeah. In lowercase. Yes. For some reason or other. I don't Billy lowercase. Billy lowercase. <laughs> Billy, Billy broken shift key. Yes. Um, yeah, the caps lock key is jammed, but it's jammed off. So I'm afraid you're stuck with this now. Billy, it's all lowercase. I might not even use a full stop at the end of this Billy sentence. caps lock sounds like a really like lame London gangster. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't mess with don't Billy mess, lowercase. Yeah, don't mess with Billy caps lock. Oh, Billy lock. caps lock. Yeah, because he'll... Uh, you don't. He'll just put a little. Oh, don't you touch him! Don't, yeah. don't you touch his family? You you touch that, and if you touch him, he suddenly starts shouting. He sits in the same spot at the Greyhound races back every <laughs> Wednesday. But if you come close to him, or if you move near him when he's going to get his burger, he will cut you. Cut you. Good. Well, um, on that. No, side of things on that side of things of course do the catchphrase you fuck quit. yeah um, come on and all that on that side of things uh, sorry we've been very name dropping and just going on about a cool thing that we did but you know we did do a cool thing and it was it was really exciting wasn't it I would recommend you go to watch the, the film yeah um, it does yes it is definitely not worthy. enough time to pass away it is long it's two hours 45 minutes and that is it is quite long it doesn't probably feel that long it starts no. really well it's got a big ending and the middle bit is you know sort of it's got its moments it's got some good bits there's some sort of there's bits of little bits of humour in it which is nice to see from a Bond film again because it's sort of got a bit po-faced I thought it has and there are little little moments of levity which, there are uh, including a cameo from Hugh Dennis who, yes. who I walked past twice in the corridor did you? yeah he's very tall isn't he? he's quite tall yeah and um, again it's one of those things where I said oh we've got I know we've got a mutual friend but that's not really enough basis to go excuse me we've got a mutual friend and he'd be like so you didn't not tap him on the shoulder and say, I love those voiceovers for the Curry's PC World yeah. adverts that you do. And I never really watched Outnumbered, but I hear it was very popular, so well done on that. Yeah. And obviously I loved the Mary Whites experience when I was a student. Absolutely. So, so cheers for that. And again, yeah, just be like that woman with Nile Rogers, just a bit too gushy. Like, anyway. Like the legend of the Phoenix. Like the legend of the Phoenix. Uh, All ends, whip beginnings. Yeah, you bastard. <laughs> whip beginnings. Whip beginnings. <laughs> Can't stop the world from spinning. Yeah. Nah. We're up all night, so get lucky. 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 You bastard kids. Out on the town in Clitheroe. Right then, well, uh, thank you for being tolerant of two uh, hungover middle aged men in a car, and uh, we'll be back to sort of more normal service. This is probably no different next week. Until then, <laughs> goodbye. Thank you, goodbye. Cause the ride is on the wall. Uh, I'm going to stop this now. Oh my god, I need a Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.